This is Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I'm Scott Bertram. We're joined by Victor Jakes. He is columnist with the Las Vegas Review Journal out in Nevada. Also a Hillsdale grad, class of? Well, I, I left in two, I, grad, I walked in 2005, but I, I thought I could uh, test out of a chemistry class and was not able to test out of a chemistry class. So I'm officially a 2006 graduate. Okay. <laughs> class of 2006 here at Hillsdale College and back on campus for a visit. Victor, you're, you're a columnist now at the Las Vegas Review Journal, but I know that you did not do journalism here at Hillsdale. So what were your majors? What was your major? How did you end up down the journalism path? Well, I majored in history and math, which uh, made me qualified to do not that much <laughs> coming out of college. Uh, but, you know, they develop, they develop your mind. And that's what I appreciate about math was, you know, made you really think and, and be logical and, and history. I had some really great professors, including uh, Dr. Stewart, who really, you know, had me write. And, and I kind of learned learn through learn that way. You know, most people just go to English classes, classes to learn to write much, much faster, I assume. Um, but anyway, I ended up working at a think tank and, and doing public policy research. And in the course of that, I w- was in communications and would talk to our, our newspaper there and pitch them columns. And they, at some point, needed a new columnist editorial writer. And um, the guy that I had been working with was in a different position, and he thought of me and, and uh, approached me. And one thing led another, and I, I started writing there. What do you generally write on state issues? Do you sometimes touch on federal issues? It's sometimes a more personal side to the column. I, I usually stick with state issues. I, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of really talented people writing on national issues, but, you know, with, with kind of the death of newspapers, there's not as much attention on state issues, on, on local issues. And so I feel like that's something where I can really bring, you know, insight that people aren't, aren't necessarily getting, um, you know, from, from the national folks. And so uh, I, I try and stick with that. I, you know, I, federal issues are, are there. And so obviously I'll, I'll write on them at some point and, um, you know, I, you know, it, it's interesting. I kind of struggle with, with how much to open up personally mm-hmm. because people, people really enjoy it. And I think, you know, they want to connect with someone as a person. Um, and so I, you know, I tend to be more private and, uh, and so I'm, I'm kind of working on, on <laughs> you know, how do I, how do I, how do I do that and, and connect with, with the audience in, in that way. So what are those state issues in Nevada? It's a unique place to live and work. You have Vegas, of course. You have swaths of land owned by the federal government. You have uh, Reno and other uh, you have water issues out in, in Nevada. What are those issues that, uh, that that are perhaps specific to Nevada that you get to, get to write about? Well, water is definitely one of them. Um, even the locals, there's, there's this sense of we're allowing more development. Like, you know, and you get, you get the idea that they think one day they're going to turn the water tap on and there's going to be no water coming out of the tap. And um, it's an understandable thing given that we're in the desert. There's this 20-year-long drought. Um, we're right by Lake Mead, the reservoir, mm-hmm. and you can see the water declining. There's this, you know, they call it a bathtub ring around the yeah. lake. Um, but, you know, once you know the details about how the how we get the water from the lake, and so, it's you know, we're going to be fine. You know, Los Angeles, downriver, like, <laughs> yeah, they should be a little freaked out, um, but but we're going to be fine. And then we can actually, you know, send our water back into the lake, which basically allows us to reuse water that's not spent on outdoor use. Um, and so I enjoy kind of talking about the things like that, where it's it's something where, you know, once you understand the whole situation, it's a lot less worrisome. Um, 
And it's, you know, people don't have time to study that, right? People have lives, they have interest, and, and you know, that's kind of the benefit of, of writing the column is to, is to dig into those issues and, and pull out the things uh, that people don't have a lot of time to, to spend finding themselves. Does Las Vegas have an outsized effect on the politics of Nevada? Is it a, is it a Vegas-centered state and then a Vegas-centered sort of set of policies? Well, it's sort of no. I mean, in one way, yes, because 70% of the state lives in, in the Clark County, which is where Las Vegas is. So, of course, you're going to have you know most of the spending going into Las Vegas. But um, historically, the, the population center was actually up in the north, and so the capital's up in the north. And, um, and so I think you would say, you know, if you just looked at it population-wise, disproportionately the north is, is getting the better stuff, the you know, there's this rivalry between the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, and the University of Nevada, Reno, and, and you know, historically, UNR has been kind of the the premier institute in the in the state, and that's starting to shift. And there's there's a little bit of north south divide, and but I think the the thing that most people don't realize is it's like there's Vegas and there's sort of Reno and some outlying areas, and that's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there's like a handful of communities in the rest of this just ginormous state. Um, because of, as you mentioned, the federal government land ownership. What's it like living in Las Vegas? I think people have an idea of the strip and the gambling and the shows, but at core, it's just a city like many others, I would imagine. That's exactly right. I mean, you, you, you know, as they advertise, as everyone in the world knows, you know, what happens in Las Vegas stays in Vegas, supposedly. But, you know, that that's the message they sell the, the tourists, and that's what people come there for. Uh, for better or worse, uh, and, and that's certainly there. But you know, there's two million people there. You can find whatever sort of community you want, uh, and you know, I think you find locals. You know, that's where the tourists go. You mm-hmm. know, that's the tourist spot. And you know, maybe we'll go to a show there, or there's a restaurant we'll eat. Well, every city has an entertainment district. Yeah, this one is just a little brighter than some. <laughs> just, just one of the most famous in the <laughs> world. Right. So it is. I mean, it's really incredible how many people they'll cram in there, and and. Uh, you know it's packed. I mean it's it's packed, and they you know with the the pools even the summer it's it's packed, which is and then the, now the sports and and uh, you know there, there's a lot going on. Talking with Victor Jakes, he is columnist with the Las Vegas Review Journal, also a Hillsdale graduate. Can, can you think of a particular issue, perhaps, on which you've changed your mind or at least amended your views over the years you've been writing these columns in Nevada? You know, I think one I'm I'm kind of working on is um, what's the role of the government with social media and minors. Um, you know, yeah, coming out of Hillsdale, you know, the the debate is between the libertarian and the conservative, but everyone's for small government, and I, I still very much believe that. Um, but you know, you look at and you say, is there a different role for the government when it comes to minors, and you know how how much is of that role is there? And I I think you you say there is a different role. Um, for you know, for the restrictions that you'd place on minors versus versus an adult, uh, and you know the research coming out about social media and kids and the the stats on you know how many girls like a third of girls thought about committing suicide in the last CDC study. I mean, like that's an absolute crisis, uh, and you know I think there's there's larger effects of that the breakdown of the family the, you know the people you know, the, the don't believe in God anymore and, and the lack of moral values that, you know, people are taught to hate their country. Uh, I think all that is a factor. And then social media is kind of the, um, the last thing that just, you know, the, the crumbling pillars of our civilization, we drop that on it. And, and now the kids are, are being affected. And so I don't think that's the best answer, but you know, sometimes you don't have the best answer. Mm-hmm. 
What about dealing with uh, with your readers who don't agree with what you've written? You have the opportunity, I think, three times a week you write to tell people what you think, whether they're in signed or unsigned editorials on the op-ed page of the Review Journal. Then they get a chance through phone calls, emails, letters to the editor. What's it like to receive that almost immediate feedback from people in your community about things you have written? Well, it's it's great. I mean, because the the thing you have to know as a columnist is... Um, if everyone agrees with you, you're doing it wrong. Like <laughs> the point of writing a column is that you're the one giving an opinion and the news site is the one presenting the facts and you're the one saying, you know, this is good or this is bad or do this or don't do that. Uh, and so, you know, I like hearing from people. It's, it's, a, it's a good sign. I like, I like it when people say, um, you know, I, I don't agree with you much, but I, I read you and I, I, you know, find it interesting. Like that's the most encouraging thing. I mean, the crazy people who, you know, swear at you, I just filter their emails and I don't, I don't get them anymore. They get blocked. Yeah. It's just, you know, I, it doesn't, I, you know, it's, it's just, you just have to understand that when you're writing in a public face today, um, you know, there are just some people who are just going to be not very polite and there's no use engaging with, with folks like that. Um, there's really no use reading stuff like that. And, you know, if people want to be civilized and most people do want to be civilized, mm-hmm. um, I think that helps. I think that that makes you sharper and makes you makes you have to kind of focus and, and, and refine your, your arguments. And, and I appreciate it. Victor Jakes with us, Hillsdale graduate, now columnist with the Las Vegas Review Journal. Take us back a little bit, uh, not quite 20 years ago, but around that time. <laughs> Uh, when you were a student here at Hillsdale College, you're back now, you're walking around, things have changed, new buildings are up, renovations. What is it that you remember about your, your classroom experience here at Hillsdale? Well, I remember being challenged and I remember having to, to work and to think and to encounter um, you know, ideas and, and kind of debate and think about and wrestle with it and, and also you know, students and, and professors. Um, it's just it's just an incredible environment where people want to learn and they want to engage and they want to discuss um, and you know there really is something to iron sharpening iron and it's it's harder to think of a better place uh, that where that's happening than, than Hillsdale College. What about lessons that you learned here, whether they were in the classroom or out of the classroom, that perhaps have helped you in your professional life? You know, I I think. One of the things you realize, you know, it's it's interesting, at least, you know, 20 years ago when people were taking the SATs and, and GPAs and weren't just being admitted to college for other things. You know, there's this idea of, of oh, it's a it's a meritocracy and, and, and the, you know, if you do, if you if you work hard and achieve, you'll rise to the top. And I, I think that is still true. But I think um, when you go out into the real world, there's also the human element of uh, who do you know? Like that matters. People hire people. They don't hire resumes. And, and so you have to know that, um, you know, it's not just, can I do the job? It's how do I interact with people and how do I handle, um, a boss or a coworker who, you know, is doing the wrong thing or isn't very nice, or do I just deal with it for a while because I know I need to get to, to something else. And so, um, I think there's a kind of a, you know, it's, it's, it's one of the ways college kind of shelters you is is it is academically focused and you are achievement focused and um you know once once you leave here and go out uh, those other dynamics come into play and they they matter too what's your favorite class you took here at hillsdale you know i i probably the french revolution class i took with dr david stewart and and it's just i took it as a sophomore and it just the 
to me the parallels or the potential parallels between that and the current situation in the U.S. are are just really fascinating, uh, a little bit scary, <laughs> um, but I, I really enjoyed that class. Victor Jakes, columnist with the Las Vegas Review Journal. Thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Thank you. More of our interviews and conversations on our website, go to RadioFreeHillsdale.com. Click on Student Shows and Features. And I'm Scott Bertram on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM.